Hey everybody, Josh here. So I'm sure for those of you who have been plugged in to the Paizo community over the last few days, you've probably heard about some of the stuff going on. And if you haven't, well, I'd push you to definitely do some research. Now for the short and quick of it, it seems like the environment at Paizo when it comes to management and the executives is less than great. There have been some allegations that have come to light and it seems like workers there are not treated in a manner that any sane person, and especially folks with our very obviously outspoken beliefs, would ever be okay with. And so I would be remiss if we didn't mention something here on the show. So to just state the facts, all of us here at the Podcall Quest 100% stand behind the workers at Paizo, the wonderful creatives, writers, designers, editors, artists, freelancers, customer service representatives, etc., etc., etc. We want to do whatever we can to help improve their situation so that they can keep keep making the wonderful games and products that we enjoy because that's just the thing. The creatives, the workers, they're the reason we love Pathfinder. They're the reason we love Paizo, not because of executives, not because of managerial staff, but because of the people responsible for making the games we love. Because what we love is not a business. What we love is not a company. What we love is a community made up of people. What we love is a game made by people. So if you have the time on any of the social medias you're a part of, a number of various content creators inside the Paizoverse have all been trying to boost the signal and make sure that the the folks with power at Paizo see that this is what we want. So if you can, use the hashtag Paizo Accountability to get as many eyes on this as we can so we can make sure the wonderful people that make these great games that have brought all of us hours and hours of joy can continue to make them while also be treated with basic human decency. So get out there, boost the signal if you can. I know we'll be pushing forward as much as we're able and ready to do. And let's continue being a great community by helping the workers at Paizo have a little bit more control over the work they do and the value that work produces. All right, everybody. Enjoy episode 50. Previously on The Pod Called Quest... Know of any dragons nearby? <laughs> Not nearby. Do you know of any dragons? Maybe. I mean, we can we can travel pretty decent distances. I may know of a place quite a ways from here. Really? Okay. And where would that be? Come with me. So you guys have appeared in this wintry swamp, and you can see stretching out in front of you is this large, steaming swamp lake. And you guys see swooping through the canopy, these massive wings pushing the trees aside, landing on the rock formation. Invaders and trespassers, we'll make a fine meal. Power attack, vital strike, and improved vital strike. What the fuck? You rush to dragon, sweetheart. <laughs> I, I can't even argue. I can't even argue. We didn't say anything either. We're just like, oh, sure. maybe you can. Maybe you kind of deserve it. <laughs> okay. If one of us dies, this is going to be the dumbest because we didn't even need to do this. <laughs> you take 58 points of damage. Are you up? No. You're conscious. Are you dead? Are you dead? No. No. Wait, what?
right, everybody. Welcome to episode 50 of the Pod Called Quest. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh. And I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> I'm Shane. I'm Foz. I'm Laura. And I'm David. I just have to clarify. Um, Salai does not give an intro, so you're not dead. <laughs> Stephanie is alive and well. Stephanie, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Nobody needs to be concerned. I am, in fact, alive. If you yeah. did a fucking character voice, nobody would be confused. Yeah. Right, now. right. That's my fault. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry for scaring all of you. I didn't die. So I did, though. Yeah. As if it was like a pre-recorded yes. thing. Right before you died, we got you to clip. That. I was wow. so worried. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was a an unexpected ending to the last episode. Sure was. Um, sure it was also was. weird, just so everybody's aware, like it's been like two and a half weeks since we all recorded the last one because yeah. like scheduling and vacations and shit so it's had a long time to set yeah. in and just kind of sit here it's been seeping yeah. it's looming yeah. simmering Ugh. it's fine it gave me time to talk to josh about it and also mm-hmm. my therapist <laughs> good <laughs> shit yeah. can i talk Excellent. to your therapist too <laughs> like resolve Happy some shit yeah, some exactly. time. <laughs> yeah so unexpected we'll see uh how things go but i mean you guys still have a dragon to kill for, for uh, it to kill uh, us yeah, yeah good luck guys can't I'm wait for this tpk more worried about that than anything like yeah this could be a maybe TPK. you'll lose another person obviously it's a lie we love but we don't have a healer <laughs> well anyone who's low on hit points just stay away run away I just watch you guys die from a distance yes Save yourself. Distance. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was pretty far from that dragon before it came over. Just well, except for the first round where you ran at it. No, I kept myself (laughs) twenty five feet away from it. No, no, you were. I I remember you were fifteen feet from it. It took a five foot step and attacked you. Shit. Because it. Oh no no no! Because it would have full it. So you were like ten feet for twenty feet from it. You're really close. Too close for a caster to be. Yeah. Remember, creatures generally have at least thirty feet of movement. So twenty five feet. Okay, you guys don't need to lecture me. I died. I already learned the consequences of my actions. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just saying. There was a literal consequence. The the quibble. (laughs) The quibble was that you didn't run at the dragon, but you did. So. It was very brave. I ran towards, not at, towards. Brave is a good word. Braver. Not brave. the word yeah. I would use. It was brave. But it's a good word. It was selfless. <laughs> Beautiful. It was selfless for sure. All right, my character's dead. Can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Sadly, that's not how this works. You don't want um, to stay here to watch who else dies? I mean, the sweet satisfaction. Could could be be all Isn't yeah. that like if I get If I get the satisfaction yeah. of telling you everything you did wrong that led to that moment, then yes, absolutely. I you should just and blame you. We'll be like, if you didn't die. <laughs> How dare you die and not heal us? Yeah, this is a little bit your fault, Steph. I mean, Salai. Oh, God. Anyway. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't... I mean, it's also, guys, this is episode 50. Yeah. Episode 50. I mean, it took way longer than it should have to get here because of COVID and stuff. But hey, it's episode 50. We're fucking here. I I feel like I'd be way more excited and like jumping for joy if someone didn't just die. Yeah. Hey, but I'll have to say, though, what a great way to lead into episode 50. It's always dies on the 10s, guys. It's our it's it's Um, our tradition. Yeah, it's 49. So. It's almost it's almost like we planned it, but we totally didn't. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, with how it's worked out, it seems like we've manufactured this, but I swear we have not. Well, I'm going to be honest. Every actual play I've ever watched, everything feels weirdly like Critical Role. Tons of stuff constantly feels like it got scripted. Glass Cannon feels like that had to have been scripted. No, it's just table. If you're all bought in, like story stuff just happens, you know, I Mm -hmm. think it's 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 a a proving ground for uh, uh, like, you know, groups that are that are with it, you know, so. Yeah, it's it's an awesome coincidence uh, in the sense of wow, what a cool thing for leading episode fifty. But I still I felt real bad for like the the forty eight hours after the session. I was very yeah. much uh, I felt like complete shit because I just <laughs> didn't know when I was like, oh no, I'm gonna do like a improved vital strike, like single attack. I had no idea I was even within crit, like like killing range. I was like, oh, I'll bring her down. Maybe I'll bring her to the negatives tops. But I had no bad. idea. Yeah, yeah you, was, you joke uh, a lot about how overpowered we are well we're we're pretty evenly matched for the things that you throw at us in in the right situation i would still say you guys have a lot of you have you have more tricks up your sleeve than most parties do i cannot Um, hit this thing at all i'm not going to be able to get it well uh, i think um you haven't fully invested in your to hit and you're also not a character you're a defensive character that's your primary stuff you're not like the swash over here also you've rolled Um, like sevens and eights the entire combat so that's a different thing i have invested in my to hit and i haven't hit it either so we'll see but that's it was bad rolls on my yeah and percy has not even gotten close enough i mean he took what one shot in the first round a couple shots yeah yeah, one shot in the first round that's it i was feeling very useless before so i went down and now it's like well i'm fucked like i can't i can't do anything i used all my good spells there's nothing i mean yeah you used up you used up your sword spell and it flies so yeah no i mean i used haste i used um i only get two second level spells so that doesn't fucking help but i'm just saying it's gonna be hard for you to hit it when it's not on the ground yeah Mm -hmm. i mean even if i could fly this thing's way hey, faster. Well, the last thing Salai did before she died was give Percy fly. Give us a pan with so, a gun. Uh, yeah. Don't waste it, Percy. Don't waste <laughs> Some it. Pressure. <laughs> Steph's looking at me like that's the reason she died. No, it's not. <laughs> Steph, if you're even gonna try to right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was really I, sad that night after the session was over and everyone went home. I was like in bed, like going to sleep, and Josh got into bed. And it was just silent. And he goes, I feel really bad. (laughs) I didn't know that was, I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily changed anything, but I just didn't. It took me so by surprise. Like, you know, like, I'll just say this. Like when Isla died, I had fun doing that. Like it was fun. Thank you. Because you guys fought really hard and I I killed a character and it was like fun. I just didn't anticipate I was going to like, like, and then like, was a combat that like kind of mattered? It was like a sort of a cool thing. This is like this random thing you guys are doing for like literal, like some kind of reward, like a side quest. And you one shot her. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Essentially. Essentially. Yeah, almost. So it just felt bad. Felt real Yeah. Well, I think there's only really one thing to do here is to get back into things, but... I don't think it would make a whole lot of sense to jump into episode 50 and not have a little bit of something beforehand. So, okay. Yeah, a little, I, I prepared a little something for you. It's a little, I'll say it's longer than I originally intended, but you know, this is what happens when you start writing things. Gently rolling hills meander their way across a far green country covered in long grasses with wide stints encompassed by colorful wildflowers. As our view whips across this landscape, set to the backdrop of lightly snow-capped mountains in the far distance, we crest over one final slope to reveal a wide dale recently torn apart by battle. Corpses clad in shining mail lay among bodies of greenish complexion, 
What would have been a lovely valley now emerges like a scar, a festering wound in the green landscape surrounding it. The living orcish combatants dutifully search through the aftermath for wounded and those still yet alive, their faces showing not victory, but despair. There would be no songs this night, no feasts, nor spoils, for their dead were beyond the measure of grief. Kneeling down among the littered landscape, we see an orcish woman dressed in leather armor, stooped over the lifeless body of one of her kinsmen, a hand placed upon their cheek. Leaning in as if to whisper in their ear, we hear her voice speak slowly and softly in a language with which we are unfamiliar. Subtitles read, Lo, there do I see my sisters and brothers. There do I see them as true as flesh and bone. Lo, yet another stands among them, to wander nevermore, now welcomed home. The woman kisses her dead kinsman on the forehead before moving to her feet. We can see her battle-worn and exhausted face streaked with grime and grief, her stark blue eyes intent on damming up the despair now beginning to glisten forth once more. We see the blade in her hand fall limply to the muddied ground as she makes her way up and out of the muddy valley. Upon cresting the flanking hills and out of view of her fellow orcs, we watch her stagger and stumble, catching herself on a small and lonely tree. And as she slumps to her knees, the despair spilling over her in waves of tears, we hear a voice from off-screen. Jad? The camera pans to see a tall and broad orcish man standing not but a few yards away, his face concerned and not a small amount confused. We hear them once more speak in orcish. We can't keep doing this, Sturzog. There's so few of us now. You led us to victory today. We'd all be dead with no one to speak the words over us if it wasn't for you. They fought and died because they believe in you, and now with their memory still littering the grasses, you forget them in despair? The orcish woman stands up and turns to face her brother. Forget them? She walks forward towards him. What you take for despair is the very reason we're fighting, because I do remember them. All of them, she shouts as she stands directly in front of her brother. Then honor them, take up the sword, and honor their glorious deaths he says as he thrusts her drop greatsword back into her hands. She looks down at the forged blackened blade, her eyes wandering across the intricately inlaid images and designs across the metal. With a swift motion, the sword is thrust back into the orcish man's hands as she turns to walk the other direction. Have you not listened to my words, brother? She says, turning to face him again, her eyes ablaze. There is no glory in death. There is no honor just to die by the axe. She walks back towards her brother, now grabbing him by his armor. We don't fight in order to die. We fight so that our people can live. We see the orcish man's eyes look away in shame. Then lead us, not to vainglorious death, but to a new life, a united life. Her eyes snap to his while her head turns slightly in question, her hands falling from his armor. You hold the sword. You've protected us. Our people will rally to you, all of them. A short silence falls over the two of them as the wind whips the long grasses about their feet. The crimson-stained grasses in that valley. Does that look like protection? So what of a sword? Melt it down. Make yourself a shovel to bury the dead. You don't mean that, he says as he walks towards her. Just burn it all. Burn the grass from moor to spine. Let the words never be uttered again. Through her shouts and protesting, the orcish man, her elder brother, embraces her, squeezing her tight to his chest. We see tears streaking down his face. I wish... I could take this burden from you, little sister. I wish it could simply be mine to bear, but none of us are strong enough to bear it alone. Our people, we've been separate for so long, and this has made us distant and weak. But together, together we're strong enough. 
I know that they're strong enough. I'm the one who isn't strong enough. He cups her face in his hands. You were Jad the Iron, chief and queen of the Ironheart tribe, and my little sister. You are strong enough to unite us so that we can all be strong enough to free us. We focus in on Jad's face. Her demeanor stalwart, bolstered with her brother's words. Though as we focus even more closely, we see her eyes betray a hidden worry, a doubt yet lingering. With our eyes set upon this orcish woman, we watch the surroundings shift and warp, her features changing, and before we know it, we are staring at the face of another half-orc girl, standing amidst a swampy forest, frantically casting a spell as a looming and massive shadow washes over her in slow motion. We hear a muffled shout and roar as the shadow swoops downwards, its mighty brackish maw lashing outwards to strike her, sundering her torso before she is tossed to the side her body falling like a ragdoll into the mud. And all we are left with is the low burble of a hungry and massive black dragon. Salai is permanently dead. And Percy, it's your turn. Oh, shit. I think Percy looks to his side for a second and as he's spinning his pepper box, getting ready to take a shot. Salai? Sly, motherfucker! And then starts to take shots at the dragon. Okay, um, do you, you're with it? You're th- in a hit threatened range right now. Would you like to five foot step? Uh, well, that'll take me out of the threatened range. Yeah, it has a ten foot reach. Gotcha. All right, here I go. First attack, natty eighteen. All right, I mean that's going to okay. be a hit. Go ahead and roll a twenty percent mischance for me. Fuck, I forgot about that. So did I. 97. Nice. All right. Go ahead. Uh, give me that damage, my dude. All right. That's 20 points of piercing and bludgeoning and two points of elemental damage. And uh, your gun is magical, right? It is. Cool. It's good to know. All right, man. All right. Number two. Go for it. Uh, that is a 27 to touch. That is a hit. Roll me 20% mischance, please. 44. All right. You're there good you go. to go. Give me that damage. Oh, minimum damage. Uh, still four. Sorry, still seventeen points of damage. Jesus. <laughs> minimum on the D six. One point of elemental. Yay! And what kind, ele- what kind of what kind of elemental damage is this? Oh, you don't remember? You don't remember? It was frost and shocking. Last Are you sure? I know for sure it was shocking. I, I, I uh, distance as my plus need two to, enhancement. You need to write this shit down, bro. I, I, it was I shocking. Know, it was shocking. Well, I know right, I'd used fine. it before, and it, it's it, fine. It, all right, cool. It's fine. Just gotta write it down from now on. I, know. I should I make so you have. It doesn't. I mean, at worst comes to worst, I could just have you mark off another grit point because you could technically do it again right now. It's fine. I'm gonna have to do it next turn, anyways. It's fine. It would um, cost you one grit point. I've you've literally never ran out of grit in the history of the campaign. I don't think so. Uh, shot number three is a natural. Oh no! Misfire, first of all. Oh my god. Uh, well, it's a misfire, and uh, that's. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll to see if you confirm that fumble, my dude? You probably won't, but. It's out of the box. You take it out of the box. You're right. Uh, natural 12. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's not a confirmed fumble. That's good. No fumble deck for you. But it is a misfire, which is unfortunate because now you can't shoot no more. Well, that's the end of your turn. It is Tyros's turn. Let's see what this guy... Let's check this out really quick. Help us, Tyros. Help us. Oof. You know what we need him to do is crawl into this thing's mouth and blow himself up. <laughs> no, Tyros. <laughs> 
I hate sacrifice you. Yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. Be very heroic. I think Percy, once he misfires, the gun clicks, but nothing is expended. You just see this this vision of dread on his face as he looks at his gun and then looks at Salai and then looks back up at the dragon and just like fuck. Yeah, it's gonna get you. It's up there just like ready to just chomp on you. Well, Tyrus is invisible, and the thing's actually kind of nicely in range. Let's see if he can hit it with, like, a cool bomb or something. You know what? Actually, this could be really helpful for some of the melee people if they can get back into combat. Actually, no. Would he be aware of that? What's the role for for a spell that's in place? It's Arcana, right? What's the... Let's see here. Um, it's Is it 25 plus the spell level? Is that what the, the DC for that? Yeah, I think it's different for it's, Arcana. I it's, think it's big, higher. right? Yeah. Hey, let's see. It's Okay, it's DC 20 plus the spell level. Way more attainable. I'm going to see if Tyrus can roll that because he does have a dispelling bomb, which if he can identify that blur is on this thing, he would totally try to dispel <gasps> the, the blur on it That'd because great. that would be yes, yes, super yes, yes, useful. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, make it way easier, even just for Percy to hit. Or Major Armor. Um, I think blur is more... Because blur also affects him. Yeah. The mage armor doesn't do shit for him. Doesn't because it's I think I told you guys last time this thing has a touch AC of like 10. Yeah, I'm just saying I so, can't hit this thing, so it's up to Percy. Yeah. Um we'll do Yeah, we'll we'll see if he can find blur. Blur is a for this thing is a um second level spell. So it's a DC twenty two knowledge arcana for Tyros. Let's see if the boy can do it. Okay, it's not a I mean he is a yeah, decent chance. Let's see here. Um, that's an eight on the die. He's a plus 15 is a 23. Oh. He does successfully identify there is a blur spell on this dragon. And I, he's going to try to use a dispelling bomb. That's so sick. Fuck yeah. Hopefully he has better luck than A. Hey, it is a touch attack, I believe. I rolled really bad that last time. Okay, yeah. So this deals uh, a targeted dispel magic effect to the creature that is struck. Let's just double check the exact text here because it is some of these weird alchemist abilities. So yeah, when the alchemist creates a bomb and you choose to have it dispel magic, yada, 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 uh, creatures that take a direct hit from a dispelling bomb are subject to a targeted dispel magic um, using the alchemist level as the caster level. So uh, part of the, the check there. So I'll pull up that spell there. Let's see if he can go ahead and hit. All right, let's go for it. Tyros has a, it's a pretty, it's almost guaranteed because um, it's a touch attack. It's a plus 11. Um, so let's see. He can also, if he doesn't move, he can do it twice. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say he's going to do a full round attack, and he'll just waste the second one if it does the dispel. It's fine. He'll just throw both. It's okay. Um, all right, first one. He has to do a fly check if he doesn't move. If he doesn't move? Okay. Um, his fly here. DC 15, I believe. He has to move half his movement speed? If he if he fails the fly check, yeah. Okay, he'll... You know what, then? Yeah, I'll just have him move, then. He can move, like, 15 feet over here. Um, he's invisible, so... Well, then again, he'll turn visible with this thing, because it's a targeted attack. Well, he's going to fly over. Did he not roll a fly check? Well, if he flies half his movement speed, he doesn't have to make one. But he could get two attacks off. Yeah, but I also don't I want I want I don't want to risk like mm. him not passing it cuz then he just like can't he just loses his turn, right? No, I think you just have to move, but you still get the one attack. Oh, so you're forced to move. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then that's good then. So for fly, does he get a basic bonus with the uh, fly spell? Does he have average mo- maneuverability? Well, what does the spell give him? The spell fly? So the subject gains a bonus on fly skill checks equal to half their caster level. So immediately he's going to have a plus four to that, which is great. Um, and he gets um, a maneuverability of good, which, um, what's that basic bonus? Plus four. Plus four. Okay, so he gets a plus eight. So he has to roll a seven or higher. It's a DC 15 to hover. Just a flat DC. All right. Oh, come on, baby. Come on, Tyros. 10. Nice. Perfect. So, yeah, he's able to hover. So, yeah, he's going to do that full round attack. Let's do the first dispelling bomb. Um, that is an 18 to touch AC. So, it does, in fact, hit. It's a direct hit. Fuck yeah. Now, for the 20% mischance. 
That is, oh, 26. Nice. So for Dispel Magic, he has to roll a targeted Dispel. It's a d20 plus his caster level. So it's plus eight. And the, the caster level, this is a, this is a rough one um, because this thing's caster level is uh, eight. So it's a DC 19. Jesus. In order to, to do this. So he has to roll... 11. He has right. to roll an 11. He gets to get a second chance, though. So, yeah. Not bad see. At all. He does this. That's a 7 on the die, unfortunately. <laughs> He's going to throw the second bomb, though. Um, that's a 14 to touch AC, so it does hit. Uh, Concealment. Is an 87? Nice. Fuck, yes. So he's going to do the second one. Come on, Tyros. Come on, see baby. if he can get the second Tyros. bomb. He, does, he is visible now, actually, after the first one, but that's fine. 15 on the die. Yeah! The blur is dispelled. Fuck yeah. And Tyrus is now visible again. Beautiful. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, dude. And uh, fuck all y'all who think Tyrus is uh, useless. I always He's still him. useful. <laughs> no, <laughs> like motherfuckers. <I> like <laughs> a, like a, he's a living bomb. <laughs> okay, so whatever, many, dude. So much utility. That's the end of Tyrus's turn. <laughs> Isla, you're up at the bottom of round four. Oh, fuck. Okay, so Isla is going to see this all occur, and she's going to hear Percy yell out in despair, and she's going to look at Salai and say, no, 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 no. And she's going to drop her rapier, grab her dagger, and throw it at the dragon. Okay, uh, let me see. Okay, you're outside your range increment, so it's an immediate minus two um, okay. to go beyond that that one range increment. But uh, yeah, you can go ahead, and, go ahead and roll your attack at a minus two. Okay. Do you have to drop your rapier to do that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Technically, be I mean, offhand. Technically, you technically you could swap your rapier as a free action to your left hand. You can technically do that. Okay, I'll do that. Sure. Why not? Yeah, swap like like re- removing your hand from a weapon, like a two-handed weapon, to make it one hand is a free action. So you okay. can swap hands as a free action. Ooh, natural twenty. Oh, natural. oh my god, twenty. Okay, all right. Well, um, that's an automatic hit. Once you roll to confirm, uh, remember, don't you get a bonus to confirm? Critical focus. Plus four. Plus four. Yes. Don't forget that. And that's with all your weapons, I believe, nice. right? It's just all encompassing. We should double check that just to make sure. Critical focus. Yeah. All attack rolls made to confirm critical hits with that feat, which is great. So yes. yeah, plus four bonus on whatever your, uh, the same bonus. So basically whatever your written down bonus is a plus two because of it being uh, out of your range. Hold on. Math. 35. <laughs> Are you sure 35 to confirm? It's 35. So 35 to confirm. is the final number to confirm. Yes. That is exactly a confirmed oh, critical. Nice. That's what why I was. Fuck? That's why I needed to be really careful because it has a thirty-five AC oh, right God. now. So wow, dagger to the throat. Okay, um, she's real angry. It is okay. a piercing weapon because it is thrown. So, um, Pearson. Okay, muscle severed. Normal damage and one d six dex and one d six strength damage. Holy Which shit! Which is pretty Whoa. good. So, um, do your normal damage first. Do your uh, your damage for your dagger. <laughs> We fucking needed that, Laura. Yeah, yeah we that's did. That's crazy. Three points of damage. Okay. My dagger sucks, but it's all I well, have. Well, yeah, because you don't get you don't get all your swashbuckler stuff added to it because it's at range, right? Yeah, now. that's why. Wait, so, a dagger's a D six. It's a D four. It's a D four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three points of damage. Okay. And then two D sixes. We'll roll the first D six. That'll be the Dex damage. Three. All right. Not bad. Okay. Four. Okay. For the strength damage. All right. Minus three Dex. Oh. Hell yeah. Minus that's, four strength. That's great. We need that. Okay. Um, that'll also lower its AC. The minus, it's a minus, yeah, minus uh, two. 
That dagger went right into its eye. <laughs> you swap your rapier or your, your other hand, pull the dagger off your belt, and like throw it backhanded at this thing uh, as you reach across yourself, and you just see, and it just like, and you watch it like, like it twists, and you watch its body like have to like. Actually, I think it, does that have to roll a fly check? It only took like three points of damage. Um, it's currently flying. Yeah, I think when you it does. take damage, yeah. I think it'll auto pass. It only, it probably does, but it only applies to winged creatures. Yeah, let's see. Um, Avoid falling after being attacked. Uh, blah, 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 flying using wings, you and you take damage while flying with DC 10 fly check. Yeah, um, it auto passes because um, of its thing, so that's fine. Um, it's a skill, so it can't uh, fail. But I um, mean, it's it's its AC goes down and its attacks are going to go down. It's Shit. it's going to hit as hard. So great. Also- man, if you would have done that last time, it wouldn't have had enough strength to kill Salai. Why don't you do that, huh? Yeah, why didn't you do that? Yeah. Jeez. I tried. Yeah. I, I rolled a seven three times in a row. I would also like to remind everyone that it's even cooler than that because it's an iron called dagger. So it's like Sango's boomerang. She throws it and it comes right back to her Ooh, hand. Shit. It's so badass. Oh, yeah. That's a swift action, right? To bring it back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically. So yeah, use that swift action. Oh, and then, and then um, it just like comes flying back into your hands, ready to go for the next round. Um... That was one attack. You can make a second attack, can't you? I think I can. Because you have a full attack action, you can do that. I guess I could throw it again. The fact just, that it's called... Oh, yeah, because you can be able you to can, call it back. You can do the swift, but you can do a swift action between attacks, can't yep. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but just, you just wouldn't be able to call it back at the end of your turn. Sure, you just call That's it back fine. the next right. time. Right. Okay, so Isla's freaking out and angry because she sees Salai lying on the ground. So she's just like calling the dagger back and throwing it. She's just pissed. All right, dude. So here she it. goes. One more again. Natural 19. <laughs> critical okay, threat. That's a critical, critical threat. threat again. Okay, but what's this? The thing is, what's the total to hit? It is. It's a lower bonus. 19 plus 13. Help me out, guys. Well, that's 32 right there. 32 plus any other bonuses? Plus, it's a minus two still, right? 30. Plus four. 34. But it has a lower AC now. <gasps> it does have a lower AC now. Yeah, I know. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. Yeah. It has a it has an, an AC that is too lower. So it is a hit. Yes. <laughs> it is a hit. I set myself up for that one. It is God. Uh, okay. It's AC oh, yeah. currently with Mage Armor is 33. This is fucking amazing. And roll confirm roll this? to confirm, critical? Roll to confirm, yeah. Right. You I, so you need an 18 or higher to confirm. Natural three. Right? Yeah. Nope. yeah. Okay, not a confirmed critical, hits, but it is though. a hit. You can do hits. a couple damage. <laughs> a couple damage. A couple damage. Uh four points of damage. Okay. Something. Max damage. Not max damage. The hive would be. Oh yeah. It's, it's a D4. Oh gotcha. But a close. Okay, okay. I mean, hey, any damages you did you did about ten damage that time and you you smacked it with that ability drain or I ability damage. So now it's top of round five. A, you're up. Remember cause A had the best initiative on this mm, fucking right. thing, which is oh, so right. weird. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, or in your on deck. Damn, I have so many questions about winged creatures now, but we don't have time. I'm like, oh, can you just target their wings? No. God damn. I can't actually. Yeah, some gunslingers and swashbucklers can. Certain classes can, but you can't. Fuck it. We're going to try it anyways. Yes. She'll reach out into the sky. No one can see this, so it's probably not even worth uh, describing. But she'll reach out into the sky, and she will attempt to telekinetically grapple this thing in the sky. Oh. Okay. What the heck? Yes. This is going to be a yes. fucking hard yes. check. Yes. It is, especially because it gets a plus four because it's fucking gargantuan, right? No, it's large. 
It's large, large size. So oh. it will, it'll probably get a bonus. So you're going to grapple it with telekinesis. Okay. Let's grab the telekinesis spell so that I can make sure we do it right because holy shit, this is the whole thing. Okay. Alternative, alternatively, once per round, you can use telekinesis to perform a bull rush disarm, yada, yada, yada. Uh, grapple is in there. Resolve these as normal, except that you don't provoke attack from here. That's great. And you use your cash level in place of your CMB. Okay. And you add your intelligence modifier or charisma modifier. Great. So you're going to take your cash level, which is 10. And you're going to add, what's your charisma modifier? To plus six, yeah. Yeah, so it's a plus 16. So go ahead and roll a, yeah, go roll a d20, add 16. It's going to be against this thing's CMD. Um, does it say, no, it doesn't. Oh, you were mentioning bonuses to size before. That's accounted in its in its own, that's already accounted for in the calculations okay. on it. You don't have okay. to worry about that gotcha. there. Unless it specifically says, which it doesn't. So, but I have to remember, CMD includes dex and strength. So it has minuses to that right now. It has a minus three to its CMD right wow. now. Wow. Which is um, pretty great for you guys. Where the fuck? is that it's pretty it's still pretty hefty so i'm sure it is this is just on a desperate whim let's go david um, 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 um. No, minus four actually so that is a collective 30 unfortunately it's still not oh. sufficient oh. damn it a couple shy but it would have been even way further off without um those uh minuses to its dex and strength I'm sure so i am a. Uh, I'm sorry, my dude, but um, you can move if you want to. Um, for the move, I will remove a potion. From, can I can I remove a potion from my bag as a move, or is it a standard? I can't remember. Uh, ever. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You can. So I'll remove a uh, potion of cure moderate runes, which I plan to take on the next uh, round. Yeah. All right. Take that as a move action. Mm-hmm. All right. That's A's turn. Orin, you are up, and Skelly is on deck because Sly's no longer in the combat. <laughs> See you guys. Okay. How close can Orin get to Salai? He's got 80, 80 feet of movement. You have 80 feet right now? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, you'd have to roll some acrobatics checks. I'll do it. Unless you wanted to just uh unless you want to just leap off the cliff. Then that's just one acrobatics check. Yeah, I'll let you do an acrobatics check to like remove like I think you can remove like the first ten feet of fall or something like that with a proper acrobatics check. But it'll be just... prone if I mean I'm still gonna fall prone. Um I think you'd negate the prone when you do that, I believe. I don't I'll think that's look it up, in the rules. I'll just make the acrobatics check to walk I'll, down there. Okay. I mean, the jump is cooler, but Yeah, but if I, if I fall prone at the end of my turn, that's it's not going to be good for me. Sure, 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 sure. All right, yeah. Roll an acrobatics check to get down this, this like, rock face, this cliff. Kind of, we'll say, like, you kind of scoop down it. That'll just, whatever that distance is, which is, what, like, 20 or 30 feet. It's just double if you can make the check. Okay, so just one acrobatics check. 27. You're golden, yeah. So that takes, I'll say it takes up, like, We'll say it takes like 60 feet of movement to get down because it's like 30 feet-ish and okay. it's double. So you still have 20 feet left at the bottom, which is like fucking great. So, And you're like in knee-deep water right now. He's just going to be standing for flavor over her corpse in case this thing comes down to snatch her up and take her away. And he's going to cast a spell. Okay, yeah. You basically like plant your foot and you like skid down this rock face and land in the water. And you step next to Salai and in, fr- in front of her and also in front of Percy, bolstering your friends and standing between them and this creature. And you cast a spell that apparently I don't get to know about for some reason. Skelly's up then. No, it's a, it's a, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. It's going to happen right now. Okay. Um, All right. All right. But he's going to have to make some rolls here. So spell resistance. Uh, yes. So uh, cash level check. Cash level check. Yeah. Plus seven for you, right? Yep. Natural one. Nope. All right. Don't worry about that spell, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Let me just mark it off. Uh, that's his turn. Oren, help. I'll just skip over Salai there and we'll go right to Skelly. Uh, Oren's going to say to Percy, Percival, you have to kill this thing. I'll, I'll try. I will make sure it does not take her back. Right. Here I go. 
uh, Skelly is going to hide behind the tree. He's going to make his way closer to Orin, but he's going to he's going to hide behind the tree. He can't really do anything in this fight. So yeah, he's like it, he'll die in one hit, basically. It's a really low roll for stealth. It's still it's thirty two. Okay, all right. I'm sorry, thirty three because of prayer. All right, and that's his turn. All righty. Okay. It is the Black Dragon's turn, and then it is Percy's turn. Fuck, 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 fuck. So, this thing now sees Orin and Percy standing in front of it. Orin just tried to cast a spell on it that it didn't even have an effect on this thing. Its innate magical properties as a dragon just shrugged it off. And Percy's standing behind him. Percy's gun is busted. It's honestly not that easy for it to get to... I think it can actually, from where from where Orin is standing, yeah. It would have to take a five... Well, it could take a five-foot-step and attack Percy... Mm. I took a five foot step away. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what it's going to do with its attacks. Let's uh, let's say this. It's going to five foot step. Can you five foot step while flying? It has a fly speed. I so, don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think because it has a fly speed, you can do yes. that. Um, so yeah, it's going to five foot step, but it will need to... I think it auto passes its fly check, though. Let's just double check because it did not move half. Isla's also there, by the way. Yeah, but she's she's like 15, 20 feet away from it. Um, All right. So yeah, it's fly skill is plus 14. So it auto passes to like hover and it's going to roll. It's going to change up the who it's hitting on different attacks. We're going to go through to a full attack action. Its first attack is going to be on Orin. Remember, it is at a minus two. So yeah. Is it going to power attack as well? It's pretty smart. Uh, it would know it's pretty tough to hit me. Yeah, but it's pretty bloodthirsty. Bloodthirsty. Sure. You play okay. it how you want, buddy. It's not feeling very strong right now after Isla's little uh, attacks. This dagger is like in basically right now because you couldn't call it back. It's like embedded in some of its muscles, so it's still feeling it's it's feeling a little weak here. So I'm gonna say it's um, not gonna not gonna power attack. It's just a minus two. Let's go. So first bite attack is a thirty one to hit. Miss. Okay, that's great. Let's do after its bite misses Orin. Yeah, um, two claws on Percy. Ooh. Uh, it takes a minus five to both of those. It takes a minus five. Oh, right. Because bolstering presence. Uh, okay. Unless it's immune to fear effects. Um, wait. Oh, it's a mind affecting effect. It's a mind affecting effect. Let me double check if it is. I don't know. Uh, it's not immune to mind affecting effects. It's immune to sleep and paralysis effects. So yeah, minus five. I think I technically, Shane, I think I might. I might have updated that ability, but we'll do, we'll talk about it later. Because I felt like at level 10, 5 was a lot. But we're not going to change it for the combat. It's going to stay the same as it was, so it's fine. Okay, I'm minus 5 on that. So it rolled 10 on the die, so it's a, we'll say it's a 5 on the die, plus its current bonus. To hit Percy is currently a... Oh, I'm sorry. It is a fear effect. Okay, that's fine. Like I said, it's only immune to paralysis and sleep effects. Okay. It's not immune to fear effects. It's a 26 to hit. Miss. That's oh. a miss. Okay, then the second claw... That's higher this time. That's a minus five. It is a 29 to hit. Miss. What? Whoa. Yeah, baby. Oh, boy. My okay. AC is juicy right now. Juicy. Are you within <sighs> 10 feet of me? I am, yeah. Then it should Presents? be too higher. Well, better than good. <laughs> nice. It's a morale bonus to you, unless you have, have one of those already. I don't think so, no. Is heroism a morale oh, bonus or a circumstance be. bonus? I don't know. It is a morale bonus from heroism, so it would be just the same. It doesn't change anything for okay. that. So, all right, well, it's going to do... Well, fuck, guys. It missed both you guys. Fuck you. And the, and the gal is dead, so... Okay, I'm just going to do the rest of the attacks on Percy, because... I mean, it, you've been doing the most damage to it, so... All right. First wing attack is going to be... It's an 18 to hit, so that's a miss. Um, that is a natural 18 uh -oh. with a minus five. Uh -oh. That is a... Sorry, math is hard because there's minuses. 29 to hit. 
Miss. Jesus oh. Christ. Okay, and the tail slap. Tail How slap. is there this contrast where it was so easy to just kill Salai in a swoop I and I can't touch any of the rest of you? Grace is really low. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And this um, thing has a minus now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's a natural three for the tail slap, so it misses. Wow. Wow. She's our squishy caster lady. Oh, I didn't roll to see when its breath attack came back. I should have done that before. Fuck. Okay. Wouldn't have mattered. Well, that's the end of its turn and did fucking nothing. Percy, you're up. Tyros is on deck. All right. Percy's going to spend a grit point to quick clear. Move action. Uh, as a move action. And he's also going to use a grit point to use knowledge's power again because it just ran out. Uh, Percy's down to three grit points. Oh, shit. But will he fly? Uh, he's going to use uh, shocking, flaming, and frost as his enhancements to knowledge's okay. power. And he will take one shot. Okay. Uh, you will provoke? Okay. I'll take it. Fucking light. Feeling uh, juicy. Okay. Well, that's a natty 19. Fuck. Oh, does this thing have a crit range of 19 to 20 for its bite? Stop. It doesn't. Damn. It doesn't have What's that. the uh, totes? Um, well, it's going to be uh, 37 to hit. Oh. <sighs> okay. That is 21 points of bludgeoning and piercing damage as the bite. Jesus. Oh God. Chomps on you. What the fuck? All right. Here comes the one attack. Come on, Percy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really good. Natural seven. Yeah, like I said, it has a touch AC of ten. Oh, That's yeah. without the minus. Real good. You just you just need to not misfire, dude. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be nineteen points of piercing and bludgeoning, and nine points of elemental. Okay. You lay into this thing, fire off a juicy shot. It's still up. It's not looking great. This thing is riddled with bullet holes and is like hemorrhaging blood out of a dagger wound. That's pretty dope. Fuck yeah. So, it ain't looking good, but uh, Kill it. that's your turn, dude. Tyros is up. Well, oh, Tyros, freaking get this thing. Tyros, my dude, I think he's just going to full attack action fucking firebomb this dude. Yeah. Fire or does he want to take, does he not want to take the bomb. chance and does he want to like try to blind it maybe? That'd be dope. Because he has blinding bombs, so that could be helpful. What's his DC for the blinding bomb? Because it might not be very good. Unless they succeed on a fortitude save. I think the DC would be the DC would be pretty bad. I think at this point, Tyros is like, he can also see that things doesn't look good, and he's gonna try to just fucking firebomb the shit out of it. So it. he is just gonna throw full round action. He has to roll. He has to roll the hover, actually. Um, so we'll see if he can even do a full round action. Um, he has to roll a seven. Five. Nope. He has to move half his speed, so he can only throw one bomb. <sighs> that sucks, Tyros. Um, so he'll move. Tyros. He can just go like five, ten, fifteen, like the most bullshit move uh, ever, because he has only has a, th- a th- no, it's a sixty foot movement speed with fly, huh? Yeah. With the fly spell, yes. He actually he has to move thirty feet. He'll fly back around this way to the other side over near Isla and everybody. Well, let's have him roll the one bomb attack he's got. Come on. Easy, 22 to touch. That's an easy hit. And it's going to be 4d6 plus 4 fire damage. So, pretty good. Come on, Tyros. Let's see here. Come on. It's actually a really fucking good roll. Oh, uh, Tyros, the bomb. We need it. Tyros, Tyros. It's two sixes, a five, and a four. Um, so, that's tw- 12 
17, 21, plus 4. That is 25 points of damage. Tyros mixes this bomb really quickly as he's flying. As he comes curling around this tree up over Isla's head. And he lobs over the shoulder hookshot over the top of this tree. You guys see this bomb like... Come and just strike this massive lizard with wings that's flying in the area like napalm. It just courses over its body and you watch it to mail out this horrible screech as it's flapping and flapping. You watch it in between the scales as fire is burning into it and you watch this thing flaps around violently until it falls into the ground. It's under zero hit points, guys. Oh so. my gosh. Shit. At this point, this thing is unmoving, lying on the ground, dead, not 10 feet away from the sundered body of your guy's dear friend, Salai. And we'll see what's going to happen after the break. Oh, what? Hey, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. Thank you all for tuning in once again to the Pod Called Quest and for making it all the way with us to episode 50. So, everybody, I'm going to make this one really quick. It's a little late while I'm recording this, and honestly, I'm very tired, and I really want to go to bed. So, first things first, we have another $10 patron. This is a previous patron who upgraded from 5 to $10, and we got to get them a nice shout-out. So, as the newest addition to our aptly named pantheon of patrons, Oystein. I apologize if, if, if I got it wrong, but either way, we absolutely so much appreciate you continuing to support us as well as everyone else over on the Patreon. As we always say, thank you all so much. And speaking of patrons, hey, we just hit $600 a month over there. So that's really awesome too. So another giant thank you to all of you who've contributed and continue to help make us make the show better and keep getting out more awesome content for all of you. As always, everybody, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Project Red, and Owlcat Games for the use of their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them as well as all the other composers' music we use via Creative Commons at podcallquest.com slash music and in each and every episode of show notes. And please go check out causecalledquest.com to check out a handful of good causes that we support where you can find links to their website as well as direct donation links if you want to go ahead and get involved and help out some wonderful folks. And like I said, everybody, this is going to be a short one. For patrons, go ahead and keep your ear to the ground from Ready Monthly, possibly two episodes coming out real soon, as well as our first ever quarterly side called Quest episode. We'll have a little bit more information about that in the coming weeks. With that, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you all to our patrons for donating. We'll see all you guys next Friday, the 24th, for Way of the Rusty Dragon, and we'll see you all next month on Friday, October 1st, for episode 51. Have a good weekend, everybody. So as this dragon's body tumbles to the ground, spraying up some of this mire and muck at the edge of this lake, you are all left standing here. The forest grows silent around you, and you guys see the sundered, bleeding body of Salai laying in the mud. Percy starts to move with conviction towards the dragon that's now settled on the ground, and he reaches his hand into his duster and pulls out a double barrel pistol and cracks it open, loads a couple cartridges in it, snaps it back in place and walks over to the head of the dragon and takes two shots into the head of the dragon. We see as you take out this double barrel pistol, the mouth of it has been fashioned into the mouth of a snarling drake. This is the uh, the gun you built with Davgol, the Drake Lock pistol. Essentially my uh my father. Basically. My true father. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah, depending on what you mean by true, but yeah. sure. Good um, old poppy. Yeah. The father you chose. 
Exactly. Or the father that chose you. And you just sunder the sink's skull inward. It just like, like gout of flame and explosives. This thing's head has just been like massacred. The side of its skull has just been blown outwards. And it just, you see its tongues lulls out and its body just has this stink that comes off of it. You watch a couple times, some of the muscles twitch and stuff, but it is down for the count. It is dead. Orin goes over to the, the body of the dragon and he takes his great sword and begins just hacking its neck. All right, you just... And eventually it just, like, gives way, and he watches this some of this strange brackish liquid, like, leaks out of the, the body side of the neck. The head has now been severed from the body. And then he goes over to Salai, and uh, he loots her body. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he finds a hedgehog... <laughs> that thing died years ago, dude. Been dead for eighty-four years. The skeleton of a hedgehog. Um, Isla is gonna jump down off of the rocks and run over to Salai. Is it pretty obvious that she's dead, or would I need to roll something? Yeah, I'll say. Um, Felix kind of asked this a little earlier. She's not like cut in twain, but um, I, I would I would use the phrase her body has been sundered. Like she is. Um, it's a gruesome scene. One part's over there, the other part's <laughs> over there. It's not quite that. It's not quite that. But Her um, body's broken. Her body is broken. Yeah. And if you, um, I mean, if you look too closely, you might see some insides you don't want to see. Isla is going to be staring at Salai and have her hand over her mouth, just totally horrified. And um, after a few moments of that, she's she still has her dagger in her hand and she just throws it at the tree that's behind Salai just like in anger and she just crumples to the floor, puts her head in her hands. Tyros comes floating down from the, the fly spell and lands just mouth agape, nothing to say next to the rest of you. And will dispel her invisibility spell and she'll climb down the rocks and she'll look across at both Percy and Orin with like kind of puzzlement a little bit and she'll say is the creature not dead it is it seems like you both took your time with that any reason we came here for something i was making sure we got it and he holds up the spine of this dragon you ripped the whole spine out not the whole thing no but he cut cut out the neck to get it yeah let's say you could like cut a chunk yeah yeah you just need the fluid there's some scales attached she'll measure herself and be like, yes, yes, I'm sorry. That was pragmatic, but good gods, I feel like there are more pressing things right now. Yes, we didn't have to come here. We should not have come here. It does, it does feel that way now. Yes, this is... <sighs> this wasn't supposed to happen. This was not supposed to happen. She looks up at the rest of the group. This is not happening. This is not happening. She gets up. Oren, pick up Salai. We're leaving right now. Right now. She starts walking away. Or nods at you. And he um, he hands the spine to Skelly. Oh, okay. Then he just uh, picks up Sly and carries her like a princess. Not like a fireman carry, because that's rude. Princess carry. Like a princess carry. You scoop her up. Sorry, just a quick question. Like, How? like a smelly green princess. Thank you. <laughs> that's so cute. How far did we travel from the edge of the mirror to where we are now? You're probably like, uh, I don't know, less than 100 yards. Okay, so at that point... Percy finishes uh, reloading both of his guns, puts them back into each holster uh, inside of his duster, and then screams, Opella! Like less than three seconds later, you just hear, and just like appearing out of nowhere, just like, what, what? And you see her like, look around like, 
troubled, standing like she's like next to Percy and looks over at Orin and you just see her face fall. She just looks at all of you. Oh, Percy, I'm so sorry. Oh, Bella, I need you to take us to the Hierarch, please, right now. You want me to take you where? The Tabernacle Hyperion. We need to get there right away. Okay, um... You can do that, right? I, I can't take you inside. Wherever you can take us. We just need to go right now. Okay, follow me. We have to go back through the meal where it is. We Hurry, fo- come we along. We follow her. We follow her. You see her this multiple times. She's kind of leading the way. She keeps kind of looking over her shoulder, looking at Percy. And you can tell, like, she genuinely looks... Now, uh, roll sense motive, Percy. We'll say that. Horny. Well, she technically always is. Yeah, she has horns. Nice. Generally horny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 17. 17, yeah. I mean, it's written all over her face. Like, she feels responsible. Like, she's, look, she look, you've never seen... She's not a person that lets her guard down very often. You've seen it once before. She looks... She feels like shit. Yeah, I think Percy, at this point, he catches the glances of Obella, but is noticeably, like, will catch her eye and then look away. She takes you guys back to where you came in. You guys can just barely make out this faint, shimmering doorway. It just looks like almost like a heat distortion in the air, shaped like a door. And she just, uh, actually, no, she would actually usher you all to walk through first. Because when she walks through, because she's the owner of the mirror, it would then go away. So she ushers you all to go through first. And then once you guys all step through back into her laboratory, she comes in afterwards and you guys watch as the mirror like goes back to being an actual mirror, no longer a vision of the swamp. And she just stops looking at you all and says, I can bring you as close to outside, but I I, I can't bring you inside. That's fine. Just whatever you can do, please. She just throws her hand uh, towards the mirror and you watch as like the front gate of the Tabernacle Hyperion appears in the mirror and she steps through. We follow. You guys follow, and all of a sudden, you're just in. It's all of a sudden, you're hit with this heat. You're in the middle of Aramazdar, right in front of these large, elaborate gates with the towering tabernacle up above you. What do you guys do? Uh, Percy will turn to a Tyros and Skelly and be like, I'm sorry, and Obella, you can meet us there. And he'll take Orin, Salai, and Isla and keep them out bank. How far can you go with that thing? Close to 800 feet, so at least we can get closer. So past past the gate and up the stairs. Sure, I... Hmm, that's... You can get inside. I don't think you could pinpoint it. I don't think you can get that far into the actual... Because uh, there's a large courtyard, and it's, like, up many stories. That's fine. Like, so, yeah, I'll say you he's can... trying to expedite the... As sure. close as possible. You can get, you can get uh, whoever you, you, you want to bring into... Um, how many people can you bring? I can bring three. Okay, so, so I will. So Salai doesn't. Salai doesn't count as a person oh, right now. Okay. She's an object. Um, sorry, um, just okay. the way it works. Um, <laughs> so hey, right. when you die, when you die, my body's trash. Throw it out. No throw need, me in the trash. No need to rub it in. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, the mechanics I think work. it is an object touched. Uh, objects or person touched. Mm, but the object has to do with like how many pounds it is and everything. I'm just gonna say three people. Salai doesn't count. Uh, so who are the three people we're bringing with you? Oren. Orin, Isla, and, and, and A. And, yeah, and A will, like, before, like, when you apologized, A will just reach and grab your hand in a way that you've never experienced. And she will just grab your hand before you finish speaking. I think Percy mm-hmm. might have taken a glance at Obella beforehand, and then once A takes Percy's hand, he then finishes the spell and takes the group mentioned. Okay, snap the cape. And uh, bef- right, I wanted to say right before he does that, Isla's going to look at Obella and say thank you. Her mouth's kind of hanging open. She just like nods. She doesn't have anything to say. Um, Percy, you snap the cape and all of you appear in front of the lift. Oh, wait, kind no, of before a- we do, I want to say something to Tyrus. <laughs> For fuck's okay. sake. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I want to look at Tyrus and say, you should probably stay out here. You're right. We'll meet you at the Sultan. Okay. And then we go. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Nods at Percy. 
and Percy snaps the the cape, and you guys appear in front of the lift. There's kind of a weird moment. Some of the guards are kind of like, what the hell? And they look and they like recognize you guys. And they see the sundered body of uh, the girl who was here not a few days ago. And all of them kind of stop. And they like give you a nod. Like you're, you, you can go ahead and use the lift as you will. So you guys go in and you take the lift upwards and eventually arrive in the chamber of the Hierarch. You're welcomed by a few of the Celestian Templars and you can see the Hierarch is sitting up on the throne currently. And he's having a conversation with Bryla as you all walk in. Hierarch. Bryla turns and the Hierarch looks at you. This is unexpected. Uh, to what do I owe the pleasure? It's a lie. She's... <laughs> Isla just breaks off. We need your help, please. Bryla comes tearing down the stairs and like pushes past whoever was in the front looking at Salai and Oren's arms. You see her just like, there's a thousand things going through her head. You guys can watch. She's like doing the calculations and everything. And she looks and she just, what happened? Black dragon. Where? Here? No, we are safe, but... Hierarch. And he's already like standing up and walking down the stairs. What happened? Uh, Orange holds, holds up the body. You see his eyes just fall. I know this is a lot to ask, but she brought me back once and I, I have to do the same for her. I can give you gold, anything you want. It's it's my fault. We went there for selfish purposes. We were Stop being... it. We're not, we're not here to cast blame. Bring her forward. Lay her down. So Oren brings her forward. Bryla and the Hierarch are kind of kneeling down next to her. She's like, is there anything we can do? These wounds are grievous. It's possible we can bring her back. Now, mechanically, I will need the components because I can't give this to you guys for free. We do have. How much do you need? It's five thousand gold worth of diamonds. We don't have that. We have, we have gold. Uh, we have some diamonds. I will. I will allow you to uh, pay the five thousand. So between you guys, pay. I will just be for the audience. Um, this is really weird that like the hierarch would like ask for money. Um, <laughs> it's just because somebody died. So like in classic D and D and Pathfinder way, like you have to it pay can't this be free. It can't be free. <laughs> and you have to yeah. pay the person to do this. So <laughs> we live in this country. The, Medical attention is never free. Dude. Dude. It yeah. doesn't. It does. Yeah, it's true. We're we're Americans. Universal healthcare is not a thing. Death is actually cheaper in Galarian than than a taxi cab is or than an ambulance is in America. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, this is where like the the mechanics come in, the story breaks down. I just have to charge them for this, um, for what it is. But uh, yeah, just assume that like you guys supply the diamonds here as like, oh, we won't make you guys do that because we need to have them. It's fine. Just pay the 5,000. It's okay. It's not a big deal. So five thousand divided by if everybody wants to at this point, yeah, right? it's 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 five thousand gold basically. I'm not pitching. He hands he hands you an invoice. Want me alive? Wow. I don't know, actually just just rifle through Salai's things and take a thousand gold out of her. Oh gold. God! I, no. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I would literally pay all of it before she did that. So yo, yeah. we still have some diamond dust, which is worth some shit. Yeah, I think let's, we have nine hundred. Let's save it. Let's save that. Let's, Let's save it. We, right. we have an right. opportunity to pay right. gold to do right. it. Let's just pay the gold. Um, yeah, the hierarch hands you guys an invoice. I, I need this paid in full up front. Is is Orn not really? No, he's going to pay. Oh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, 1,250 gold a piece. Okay. All right. I was so close to nothing I wanted in this game, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Orn's like, you got this right, Percy. You, you got this. Put it on my tab. That's the trade-off. <laughs> you got this down, this one. <laughs> okay, 5,000 gold. Done. The Hierarch. He begins to do a similar ritual to what you guys saw Salai do for Isla a while back. In the middle of it, you hear the lift come up. And storming out of it 
is Thalakos. See his head just fall. He just looks at each of you and just, like, his eyes are just full of tears. Can you do anything? I'm doing it. And he just is, like, at a loss for words. Just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it's just, like, pacing back and forth. The Hierarch begins to move his hand over Salai. As the Hierarch kneels there, kind of runs his hands over Salai's face, like, wiping away some of, like, the the mud that she's caked in. You know what I mean? Because you guys are all just dirty and smell like mire. And you hear him begin to, like, mutter some words in a whisper. And he watches, like, his right hand moves over her body, and this faint bit of light begins to shine over it. And he watches, he mutters these words every so often, kind of leaning backwards, his hair fires up, flares up in flame. And very suddenly, like, his hands, like, grasp to her shoulders, and he's just standing there, very rigid. You can almost hear him straining against himself. And we're going to cut away real quick. Moving away from the Hierarch and the rest of you, kneeling over Salai, we begin to see gently rolling hills meandering their way across a far green country covered in long grasses with wide stints encompassed by colorful wildflowers. As our view whips across this landscape set to the backdrop of lately snow-capped mountains in the far distance, we slowly focus in on a shape lying in the grass. As we move closer, we see the body of a half-orc cleric curled up, flanked by long grasses and colorful blooming flowers. We see her stir and her eyes gently open. Salai, what do you do? She looks around and just takes in the setting. Percy? Where? Isla? Oren? Eh? Wait. She kind of scrambles to her feet. You stand up and there are just rolling hills of grasslands all around you. Where is this? She's kind of just running in a direction, any direction right now. Yeah, there are. there is no answer to your calls. As you begin running, it's just more grass, more flowers. You maybe crest over a bluff. What happened? Okay. She just tries to calm herself down and is looking around, taking in the surroundings, trying to see if she recognizes this place or knows where she is at all. I don't understand. She's going to try and cast teleport. Okay, uh, you go to enact the spell and nothing happens. She tries Dimension Door. Nothing happens. She just tries casting and like any of her spells. Yeah, nothing works. She starts looking around. Does she see any sign of anything other than just the nature around her? As far as you can see, it's just rolling hills. Several miles off to one side, you might see a set of snowcat peaks. She picks a direction and starts running. Hello? Is there anyone here? She just runs until she exhausts herself. Yeah, you run and you run until eventually your legs just give out. You've probably ran for so long you you can't even comprehend how long it's been. So you just fall to your knees. I have to help them. (laughs) You can't. She looks up. And as you sit up in the grasses here and wipe the tears from your eyes, you see probably 20 some odd feet from you is a tall orcish woman with stark blue eyes. And we're going to flash back over to the tabernacle. The Hierarch is struggling there, and he kind of, for a moment, kind of comes out of things and sits back. And he looks around confused. What's wrong? What happened? There's some kind of resistance. What do you mean? What, what does that mean? When one reaches into the afterlife to pull someone's soul back, they have to be willing. She's not willing? I've done this before, where a soul wasn't willing to come back to the material plane. And this is similar, but it's... It's different. I may need all your help. 
What can we do? Whatever you need. I don't have any connection to your friend. I need you all to contribute something to this ritual. Bringing someone back to life isn't as simple as reaching into the afterlife and pulling their soul back. They need to have a reason. The person bringing them back, it can't just be a stranger. What do we do? Well, I need you all, and you can uh, think about it for a second. I want you all to figure out a way that each of your characters can contribute to this ritual. It can be something you say. It can be a special component you want to um, contribute. It can be really anything you think of. And once you tell me what your character does, I'll have you roll something. And depending on what you did, I'll decide what the role is. And then we'll see if uh, the roles are good enough. And we'll see if that is sufficient to help with this. But it seems as if because of who Salai is, he's going to need her friend's help to bring her back. As you all think about that, we are going to flash back to these rolling plains of long grasses. And Salai, for the first time, you are standing face to face with your mother. Who are you? Where am I? See, she smiles and walks forward and kind of standing over you, puts her hand out. I think you should go ahead and stand up, dear. She helps you to your feet. So I gets up. How did this happen? I wish I had answers for you. I don't know. But you're here. I have to go back. That's not how this works. I wish I could give you what you want. She just pulls you in to give you a hug. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. It never is. We all only get one chance. She kind of pulls you back, has her hands on your cheeks. I'm so sorry I haven't been there. But you're here now. This is where we go. Where is this? This is where our people go. Our people? She kind of smiles. Yes, our people. I don't belong here. She kind of looks puzzled. You're my daughter, aren't you? By blood, I, I, I guess. I wasn't anything like them. I wasn't anything like you. That's not true. I know it sounds strange coming from a woman you you don't know, but there wasn't a day that went by in my life that I didn't think about you and your father. I had many reasons to be away, but none of them were good enough, and I'm sorry. If I could change what happened, I would, but it's something you learn that you can't go back. So you're here now. You deserve to be here. What did I do to deserve it? She kind of looks off towards the rambling hills off to your guys' left. A lot of people think that us orcs, we're all about dying a glorious death in battle. But that's not it. That's never been it. We don't fight in order to die. We fight so that those we love can live. And that's what you did. You put yourself in harm's way every day so that your friends, your family, could be okay. It's a fate fitting the greatest of orcs. And we'll flash back over to the tabernacle. Dear God. Um, I think Isla's going to go up to Celia's body and grasp her hand. She doesn't have much in the way of items or any spells or anything. So she's just going to say, Celia, you listen to me, okay? You brought me back from, from the dead and I came back to you. So you have to come back to me, okay? It's only fair. So please come back. Go ahead and roll me a charisma check. It's an eight. An eight. Okay. Anyone else? <sighs> Orin starts to look through his bag and he doesn't um he doesn't pull anything out. Instead he kind of gives up really fast, realizing that there's nothing he has to offer. Nothing he could offer has any sort of value close enough to 
what Zelai's life might be worth. And he walks over to the Hierarch. He'll whisper it in his ear. You guys see Oren whisper something in the Hierarch's ear. And the Hierarch turns like one eyebrow raised. And his, his eyes just fall. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. <gasps> he just nods. And he, he walks back. He will let go of Percy's hand and walk over to Salai's uh, hand that is that Isla is not uh, engaged with right now. And she will kneel down and she will place her hand, Salai's hand, to her face and she'll just touch the side of her cheek. And she'll kind of start talking like into her hand. And I'm not sure if anyone can hear this, but what she says is, Salai, you were always a cornerstone of my house. The house, our house. Our home. I was safe when you were there. In my dreams, when I woke in fear, you were there. You were my sister. And I don't know if you can hear me, but I wish you'd come back if you, if you want to, if, if you need to. I've gotten stronger on my own, but I think I still need you here. I believe I still need you here because I cannot press on. And without you, this home is so empty and I feel empty. But if you decide to stay, I won't hold it against you. I love you, my sister. And she'll use your hand to, like, wipe away one of her tears. She'll put it back down after, like, kissing it. Go ahead and roll a diplomacy check for me. To 15. Anyone else? I think Percy has just been staring at Saliah the entire time. And he'll go and kind of take a roundabout motion and take a position and kneel at her feet. You know, um, we almost lost you once. You got taken, sucked into the knoll. We, we didn't know where you were, but we did everything we could to get you back. And here we are. We're going to do everything we can here now to get you back. I, I've been able to witness your power firsthand. I awoke and the first thing I saw was you. I I didn't know where I was and what happened. I was reassured that I would continue this life because of you. And I don't know how we can continue without you. So here I am at your feet with you, for you, because of you. Please come home. Um, uh, he has always brought me comfort and, uh... Hopefully, he will bring you some as well. And he will pull out of his pocket a onyx dog figure. What? Place it on her chest. Go ahead and roll me a charisma check. Give yourself a plus two bonus. Twelve. Okay. Oren, can you roll a fortitude save? Don't like that. Thirty-four. Shit. As you were all standing there, Thalicos pacing behind you all. Hierarch, A, Island Percy, all standing over Salai, Orin just off to the side. Just for a moment, Orin, you feel a sharp pain in your chest, but it, it abates for just a moment. We're going to shift back over to Salai. You're home. I'm sorry I couldn't say this to you earlier, but you're here now, and I'm so, so sorry it took this long. Sorry, this is just... Oh, it's weird. I know. She smiles at you. It's just a lot to process. It is. I just left them. I left them. I wasn't strong enough. That's not true. I was supposed to protect them. Looks like you got that from me. What do you mean? 
through everything that I did, and she kind of like walks away as like walking around through all the battles, the fights, all the turmoil, all the countless lives. I doubted myself every step of the way. I was a girl. I wasn't any older than you when all this happened, but it fell to me. I didn't have a choice. Every time I had to burn another sister or brother, I doubted if what we were doing was worth it. And I came to realize that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And if I didn't act... But how? How did you just keep going? Hope. Hope that there's a better life out there for us. She walks back towards you, puts her hands on your shoulders. You are an iron heart through and through. I don't feel like one. I want to be one. You keep acting like you have to earn this. It just feels like more weight than I can carry. And she kind of looks at you and smiles. That's the best part. It's not a burden you have to bear alone. Go ahead and roll a perception check, Salai. 26. As your mother says the words, this isn't a burden you have to bear alone. You feel like a tug. Very gently. I feel something. She kind of raises her eyebrows. She closes her eyes and tries to concentrate on that feeling. Yeah, it's just a really faint tug. It's kind of hard to explain. Something is pulling at me. I can feel it. I can I can physically feel it. There's so much we didn't do, and I, I spent all this time... Hey, shh. These are the problems. I dealt with the same things. You can't look back. There's no facing in Pathfinder. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) son of a bitch Uh, fuck (laughs) sorry guys saw an opening had to take it bravo (laughs) if I could give you a hero dice I would it's comforting to, to hear that you doubted yourself too everyone does but we have thousands of years and a thousand thousand faces to rely on. Yours is the old orcish blood. Do you want to meet them? Can I? Once again, you feel that little tug a little stronger this time. I felt it again. She looks at you confused. I don't know what it is. Let's go. I want to meet them. Please. So as you're standing there, as your mother begins to turn away to lead you across this bluff you're standing at, you feel this tug like grasp at you. You can't make it out exactly, but you feel like you can hear your friends asking for you to come back. Wait. What's wrong? Wait, wait. She like turns, she's, you can come with us now. I, I, I want to, but I meant it. There was so much that we didn't do yet. She kind of turns and faces you. I can't just leave things where they were. I want to, but I can't. I can't. How do I go back? Salai, you can't. You didn't give up. You said you didn't give up and you kept going. Until I died. No, I'm not done. I know that I was... I was meant to do this. You had your battles and I had mine. She smiles at you. We're not going anywhere. And we're going to go back to the tabernacle. (sighs) You are all gathered around Salai's body. And Orin, you're left there kind of clutching your chest. He almost felt like your heart like skip a beat. And you're very confused. And almost instantaneously... There is no bright flash. There is no release of energy. There is no shifting or re-sewing. But Salai's body is made whole. And very slowly, you watch the eyes of your friend flutter open. 
Percy like leapfrog jumps from her feet like up to her torso and like oh you squash her and she dies again. <laughs> yeah, she's at one hit point, bro. He accidentally activates Barnabas and Barnabas like pops out too and they just both like lick her face. They both oh, lick her face. Percy licks her face. She's like, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go. Cannon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome back. And he like gives you a big old kiss on the cheek. Isla just starts sobbing. She's been like holding it together, trying to hold it together this whole time, and it's just it's all coming out now. She's just sobbing. Porn hugs A. No, for real though, A is like borderline like pass out. You see like, kind of her eyes flutter like she's gonna pass out and she goes he, like, pale he, like, real quick. He like yeah. catches you. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, he goes to hug you and sees you like go limp, and then he grabs you. You guys see the hierarch has fallen back onto his ass. He's just like breathing heavily. Hierarch, thank you. Thank you. Wasn't just me. Wasn't so easy to bring you back, you know. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do. I think you're all due a bit of rest. Looks at Salai. You especially. You're not going to feel very good for a little while. A uh, hugs Orin, you know, like, and in, in gathers herself. She goes over to Salai and just gives her a kiss on the forehead. I imagine Thalikos and Bryla were both helping with, or at least... They were, they're standing nearby. They're honestly giving you guys space no, to okay. allow you to, you know, deal with your shit. Maybe no more dragons for a while. Did you at least get what we were looking for? Fuck yes, we did. Just to fill Salai in really quick, uh, Steph, you will have two permanent negative levels. Okay. Um, you can heal those with different spells. Sure. Um, I did go in and apply them to your character sheet for you. Oh, okay, thanks. I'll show you where that is later. That it automatically applies which are with our new nice. automated sheet, which is pretty cool. Convenient. So, um, yeah, I went and did it for you. Really easy. Thanks, just patrons. Type, I just typed the number two. <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Yeah, now that we're on uh, all on Chromebooks and we're using stuff, we can do uh, cool shit like that. It's so. fucking insane. I could just go on and be like, we're here, so here's two permanent negative levels to your character sheet. We are so high tech. Anyways. You see Thalikos and Bryla are actually standing next to each other. You all right, dear? Would it be weird to say that, that I've never felt better? Um, yes. I mean, physically, I'm not at my best right now, but... Why don't you take a beat? You should rest. Yes. Thank you for coming back. Yes. She gets herself on her feet and kind of brushes herself off. Look, I... I this is a lot, but we've got work to do. It never ends with all of you. Um, I would like to go home. We should at least reunite with our friends. They'll be worried. Fuck! Yes, where's the little green one? They're waiting for us. I was not very... Wait, there's more than one of them now? Yes. We have a, a couple friends with us. You see Bryla, like, turn away, and he goes, Oh. And Dalgus just, like, nods. Not only him. Another friend now. It's just more and more of you lot every day. This one's gone romantic, though, if you can believe it, Thal- Thalikos. That would be an interesting thing to hear about at a later time. We should probably get a move on, then, if you're up for it, Salai. As I said before, all of you are always welcome here. We owe you big time. Let's consider ourselves even. I mean, we're supposed to meet Skelly at the, uh, Salted Sultan? That's where they are waiting for us. Thank you again. The Hierarch nods. We might have one or two more things to do, but Percy kind of looks around at the rest of the group. We will probably be back for take you up on the offer of the uh, the old airships. If you're still willing, that is. He kind of smiles and turns around, goes to walk back up the stairs and 
sits on the throne. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Percy gives a uh, curt bow and turns to head back towards the elevator. You guys all begin walking out. And as you get into the lift, you see Thalicos and Bryla still standing back where they were. Fly kind of stops and looks back at them. Thalicos kind of looks down. I need to stay. We figured you'd feel that way. I wish you all the best of luck. And thank you so very much for everything you did. For me, for everyone. Looks over at Salai. I'm only a call away, but I think I need to stay and put down roots for a little while. I still don't understand why I'm here, or who I am. I'm glad you're staying. I know you are. He smiles at you. But I, I do not like him very much. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I needed to specify for them. This is how we're going to part ways, Gracepain. How else will we do it? How about his friends? I have too many friends. You're the last one. I'll take it. Thank you for everything, Thalakos. Thalakos, I know I haven't always been the best since I was always confused around you. I missed Isil so much, but the truth is, I'm going to miss you just as much. Thank you, Isla. That means a great deal. I'm going to miss all of you very much as well. Dale. <laughs> Percy. Give me here. Oh, you like hug him. He's like, oh, never. Okay. And he gives you like, all right. Kind of pats you on the side. Thank you. When he releases his embrace, Percy like stares in Thalicos's eyes for like three or four seconds. He like raises his eyebrows. Percy starts nodding. <laughs> okay. Um, Bray Bray, give it here. Gives uh, Bryla a hug. As you turn to where you can see, she's she's trying to sob. Aww. And she just breaks down as you like, not force a hug, but like a, a thrust a hug on her. She just is barely able to speak. She just, just looks up at all of you with tears streaming down her face. Thank you. You gave me a life back. You helped us get our friend back. She kind of like smiles. You seem to be losing her all the time. Yeah, hopefully that's going to stop now. Isla looks at Thalicos. Maybe put like a light on her. A bell, you mean? A bell. Oh, even better. <laughs> like a cat? Yes. What we're trying to say is that we'll miss you. And I'm sure we'll be back. I'm sure you will as well. And we're sorry that we've dragged this on for so long. Yes, goodbyes like this. I will say it's not my favorite. I will see you all very soon. Please do not be strangers. Okay, let's go. You guys get back into the lift and you watch as the doors close on the Grand Chamber of the Hierarch as you see Thalicos and Bryla standing next to each other, tears in her eyes, and you watch as her hand slips into his as the doors close. And a lift goes down. You all eventually make your way to the Salted Sultan. I'm going to start working on my Bryla Thalicos fanfiction. As you guys enter into the Salted Sultan, you can see at the bar... Currently, Skelly and Tyros are playing some kind of game. They're stacking up these like little pieces of wood, and you watch as Skelly is like slowly trying to pull out a little piece of wood out of the bottom. He's just like, ah, and Tyros just like, don't fuck it up. No, don't fuck it up. You have, you have, no. Oh my god. No, you're going to fuck it up. You're, you're a stupid little goblin, and you're shit at everything. He's fucking, (laughs) fucking asshole. I'm gonna do it. I mean, like he slides and he slides it out perfectly and like sways a little bit and then stops. He's just like, ah. 
fuck yeah. Drink the drink, bitch. And he's like, God, that's shit. And he drinks. And he's like, okay. Tyros begins to like slowly try to pull out one of the pegs. And Skelly is just like down at the bar, like at his eye level. is just like, you're a waste of time. Nobody loves you. You were a bad brother. You're a piece <laughs> oh, of shit. You, you, tried to, you tried to suicide the bad guy and it didn't even do anything. And pushes, <laughs> Tyros pushes out a, a block and the whole thing tumbles down. He's just like, fucking shit. <laughs> you're the worst in this game. This is round five. God, you're terrible. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> um, Isabella still here? She- oh, she left this for you. And he hands you a letter. Oh, no. Oh. She said she has reasons she doesn't like to hang out in this city. Uh, okay. Um, she says it's not entirely safe for her. Uh, thank you. I-, I appreciate this. It's this nice little letter in this cute little envelope. And as you take it, it's sealed perfectly, this little crest, and it smells like lavender. Oh, my God. And Percy turns his back to everybody and walks back towards the opening of the Salted Sultan. And as he's walking, he starts to frantically unravel it and begin to read the letter. Yeah, it's this nice little piece of stationery, and it's written. It's like the script is perfect. Like, the lines are perfect. Like, it's super easy to read. It's beautiful. But it reads, My dearest Percy. I'm so sorry that our time together has been cut so immediately short. And while our time together has been rather fun, I think it only makes sense for you to continue doing what you're doing. You have many an important task to take care of, and I have many a strange thing to put into a jar. Please don't be a stranger. And remember, I can travel most of the globe at will. Oh, yeah. Our time together has been dear to me, and I hope we can spend more soon. Signed. Opella Jovar. And there is a, like a, a kiss, like her lipstick, <gasps> like right on the piece oh of paper. Oh my gosh. Percy, you're in. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is how we know. I think Percy is like slowly like moving towards the door while he's unwrapping and reading the letter. He gets to the edge of the door to go outside and reads the end of the letter and sees the, the kiss mark. And um, he stops and places the... <laughs> letter to his face and yes! kisses the kiss mark and then everyone it. roll a perception check yes! he's outside though damn it nope right? he's inside damn so. it oh damn alright perception checks Salai uh, 15 Oren 20 Skelly lower way low okay Isla 15 and A 20 yeah A and Oren see this whole thing happen they see, like, Percy, they go, like, what the hell? Like, Percy's walking out, and he walks out, and you guys watch as he, like, holds this piece of paper, and he, like, daintily kisses the paper. <laughs> Imagine he comes and walks yeah. back. He, like, yeah, puts he... it in his shirt and walks back over. Exactly. What are you doing there, guy? Um, well, I am uh, ready for a drink. Is everything okay with Obella? Everything is great. Oh, good. I wish I could have thanked her again. Oh, well. I made sure to let her know we were appreciative, and that what happened was not her fault. She just did what we asked her to. And it's... Holy shit. And Tyros, like, eventually, like, finally realized that Salai is with you as if, like, it's been so normal and... Oh. Hey, guys. So that's the thing? Yep. Yeah. You have really, really good friends. Yeah, we do. You had really, really bad friends. Fuck off. (laughs) You guys see, sitting there, finally it dawning on, through his drunken stupor, Skelly is just sitting there in the chair like holding a drink in the air and you guys watch as his eyes get real glossy over and he's like getting red in the face he's like trying to hold back tears that he just like 
goes over and just like grabs Salai's leg. He's like, ah, you into pieces. Ah. Okay, I feel better. All right, don't die next time, dumbass. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That's it. I had to just get it out real quick. <laughs> a looks at Orin like, should we say some? Should we say something? Should we not say something? And she's like gesturing towards you about what? She, about the kissing of the letter. And she's like, I feel like you and her are just like, nah, just give him his. Yeah, we'll say that before you guys both saw it, and then you happen to both turn to each other. You both and were like, like hand we do like, the, like, like seal our lips. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what? like and then what put the it in our back pocket for later. Like for blackmail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for blackmail. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We have two things left to do. We have to go back to the dragon to give him these materials. Oh, there's another dragon. Oh, dra- there's another one. Don't yeah. worry. This one won't do anything. No, plus. no. We're missing some components still. You Just forget. the the rest of the boat. The vertigree. Yeah. Oh, we can get that to anyone. We can go down to the docks right now. If get it, if we want, right? Literally find any piece of bron- or brass that has like been by the sea. We can Bruh. probably get that on the way. All right, let's fucking go. That's easy. You guys can get there. You're in Armazar. You're by the ocean again. Like that's super easy to get. Say you got it. It's fine. Isla continues because I sure as hell am not going to not complete that quest after what ha- just happened. Yeah, that would be stupid. And then she looks at A. We have to visit your family. If that's what. You won't. I'm assuming you have a lot to talk about with them. It like takes a little bit of time and goes, "Yes, this is this is going to be a lot. This is going to be a lot." At the very least, we have to give them back their book and get back our ship, your ship. Yeah, and then I guess we can go home. Seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm good. What the, this place sucks. It's actually too sunny. I know, like, Aura and I said, I'm kind of done with the rain and stuff, but honestly, I think I'm a little sunburned. Can goblins get sunburned? It's racist. Yeah, that might be racist, actually. I don't know if I can get sunburned. You definitely can. I don't have real skin. What? I have scales. She holds her hand out. Skelly looks at your hand and he's like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she snatches her hand back. Hey. Sorry. Anyway... Don't be, a, don't be a fucking gross fish or something. I don't know. I say we go to the dragon first and get that over with. Does anyone have any objections? Not that, Captain. Nope. Where the hell is he again? He's under the city. This city that we're in right now. He's in the sewers oh, or whatever. Oh, word. Hey, Rose? Yeah, that's not a problem. Help us get I have to, I have to go and claim the deed from my family's, my ancestral home in the parapets, so we can just take the, there's an easy entrance to the sewers from there. Great. That's great. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Well, follow me. I'm the one who has to get this in. We do it. So Tyros takes you guys. He's able to gain access. You guys see, um, as you guys get to the gates of the parapets, Tyros really kind of comes into his own. Like, he very much holds, like, an authority. Uh, He's used to dealing with this kind of stuff. And they allow him in. And you all walk back, eventually, back to this house where all of this fucking trouble began. You see this Dalian symbol, the three stars inside of this flower, and Tyros... Pulls out a set of keys, unlocks the gate, and lets you all inside. Ooh, so exciting. Here we go. And you guys come back in. You walk into the house, sit back in the parlor, where you guys talk to whatever this thing impersonating Dago says, and he's just, uh, Tyrus is just like, oh, I'll be right back. And he, like, goes up into the upstairs, 
five or ten minutes later, comes back down. All right. And he, like, has, like, a scroll, and he takes it and, like, puts it into a bag. Let's go. Let's do it. I think Percy would notice and... What was that? What you got there? It's the deed. You're one of the most suspicious people. It's a deed. Then he puts it in your hands. Uh, oh, cool. And you look at it. It's a fucking deed. It's no, a deed to the house. No, it's just checking. Here you go. Thanks. Snatches it back from you. Stares at you for a second. Squints his eyes. Let's go. Let's get this over with. Owen walks past Percy. Squints his eyes at him. And he keeps walking. <laughs> Tyrus like walks alongside you. You're both kind of walking sideways, squinting at Percy. <laughs> and then you both turn and you like chuckle to each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you guys walk out the back. You go through this, you know, this rear courtyard and everything. And you go into like this back house that they have and eventually come down into the, this, the same exact room where whatever fucking weird thing happened this is where it all started. You guys were sent through this crazy psychotropic fucking <sighs> dream, whatever you went through, and... Fucking 40 episodes ago. 41 episodes a bi- ago. A billion and four episodes ago. Oh my and Tyrus God. goes over to the wall, slots a key into it, and you watch the wall just... <laughs> and the smell of the sewer begins Ew. to seep inside. And the sound of the Gary. The Gary? Not in this area. Oh, it's not Gary? No, also, he lives on a different He lives in a different part of the sewer. Also, Damn didn't it. we kill Gary? Or no? No. no. We didn't? Oh, shit. What podcast are you listening to? I don't know. <laughs> did, we we just, like, did we just run away from him? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Tyros is just like, I have some things to tend to, so why don't you all just come back when you're done? I would rather not travel through the sewers. It's kind of disgusting. Fair enough. None of us want also, to Also, I've had enough of one dragon for the day. No, thank you. Fine. You're not going to lock the door behind us, are you? Because that was kind of... I'm going to close the door. Oh, God. But if you knock on it, I will open it. That's what they said last time! I'm pretty sure we can trust Tyros at this point, Percy. (laughs) All right. If Tyros was going to screw us over, he would have done it a long time ago, right? I'm just playing, but also... um, Unless this is, like, the perfect opportunity for me to do it. Or, like, the long game. Yes, the long game. Yes, I could be playing the long game. The long con. I'm just... I don't want to think about last time. Let's just go. If that's the case, we'll just kill you. She smiles at Tyrus. Funny. <laughs> Let's go. They walk toward the dragon. You guys continue through the sewers for a while. It's not a welcome smell. Ew. It's kind of gross. It's the fucking sewers, bro. <laughs> gross. <laughs> and eventually you guys come around a corner and you can see some of the cobalt, like strange haphazard cobalt buildings that are made. As you guys continue to approach, you eventually hear once again, Oh, gods. And out of crags in the rock and from different haphazardly constructed buildings, you see these little draconine creatures. One of them, a blue one with a spear. You all have returned once again to King's Colors. Long time it has been. He grows quite impatient. Isla says, take us to him in Draconic. You watch its head turn to the side and it just like, Spits to the side. Follow me. And all of them kind of like walk up behind you guys and like prodding you with their spears to go forward. (laughs) I hate these little (laughs) bastards. And they take you over bridges through strange tunnels and eventually into like this like crag in the wall that they've burrowed out. And you travel down. You've been here before. And eventually you come down to this main open chamber. Stalactites hanging down. And this almost like this stone stage. And you watch as... The little cobalt kind of scrambles up and once again, like, begins like tapping its spear, and all the other cobalts are like tapping their spears. And you guys, once again, in the darkness, see these these two 
burning hot coals. As they grow larger and the smell of hot metal, you can almost taste the copper on the air. You see coming out is the head of King's Galas. Orin whispers to Salai, maybe don't go running at this one. You all have returned. Have you brought what I asked you to bring? Yes. Good. And he watches like the body turns and... And goes to walk back down into the cave. And the tail like swoops over you guys, just barely missing you. As it kind of slithers and serpentines back into the cave. We follow him. You guys head back into the cave until you get back to this strange laboratory. All these, this horde of gems over to one side. And you watch as this dragon like plops down on the gems. Well, it took you all long enough. Were you able to procure what I asked you to procure? Indeed we were. And it was not easy. Good. Show me. One of us died. You see him look at each of you. One, two, three, four, five. Looks at Skelly. Six. There were six before, and there are six now. It was very expensive to get them back, but we did it. Well, your dedication to helping me will not go unappreciated. I hope this works. Here are your things. She takes them out of her bag of holding. Good, yes. Yes, this. And you got the... You got the... Very good. Very hard to come by this. And like pointing different things with this giant claw. Good, good, yes. It all looks to be all accounted for. Can I sense motive on him? Sense... Sense motive on what? Just like his impatience. Like... Sure. I I always ask that because if you guys just say sense motive, it's like you got to give me a particular thing. He he seems like he's been caught as a dragon for for I don't even Ever. know how many years. Sixteen. Yeah, he's been a dragon for a fucking long time. Okay. First chance to not be a dragon no more. See sunlight for the first time in a couple hundred years. I don't know. Pretty impatient. In order to brew the filter, I will need your help. What do you need us to do? I'll need someone experienced in the brewing of potions and one who knows their way around an alchemy set. Well, I have one of those. Well, you can use my laboratory. It may be old, but it still will prove useful. Isla looks at A and Percy. Do you think you can do it, Percy, or should we go get Tyros? I'll be here to direct you. But my hands aren't so... And you hear him clack his nails together. Dexterous. Yeah, I mean, I uh, feel confident. I just need some guidance if, obviously, you're willing to help me. Of course. And, uh, a, if you... Between the two of you, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, let's, let's get down to business. Okay, so this dragon instructs you on, like, how to use the different components, how to render them down with your alchemy set and the one that he has here. His is much more complicated and has to explain how different things work. Some of the things aren't usable because they're so old. They're, like, you have deteriorated and don't work anymore. But go ahead, Percy, roll a craft alchemy. I'm going to give you an automatic aid from A's brew potion feat. So you just get an automatic plus two. And that's going to be the role we make here. I'm going to use my last hero die. <gasps> nice. Okay. Very nice. Roll on top of that. Just because uh, I want it to be good. And you have a decent craft alchemy, right? 
pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 35. Uh-huh. Yeah. 35. Threw the hell out of that potion. So you spend a while, probably a couple hours you guys are in here, brewing this up and letting it do its thing, but eventually dripping into this tiny vial, you get these little like condensed drops, and eventually it fills up. This, it's this little teeny vial. It's only probably a couple ounces at most. And you're like, all right, are we done? He's, he's, he's just like, ah, this is it. It's been so long. And he like steps forward, and you kind of like, oh, like move out of the way, and he goes down and he takes to these claws and he picks up this dainty little vial and just like just snaps the whole thing into his mouth. You, you hear like the and you watch this dragon kind of sit back onto its haunches. Thank you all very, very much. And he watches like the eyes kind of glaze over and you watch it kind of twist and shift. God. I forgot how unpleasant this is. And he watches like the body like and you hear bones like uh. begin to snap and twist. And he watches this dragon just turns into this twisted mass of flesh and bone. You almost watch this like there's like different bodily liquids like leaking out of it. And it's this horrendous uh. scene until eventually it collapses into like this mass, this almost gelatinous mass that eventually begins to form. You just see this humanoid shape like an arm. Oh. And another Dear arm God, what come out of it. And he watches the head. He kind of eats his way out. And he watches the body kind of solidifies. And eventually you see standing up on its own two legs is a man. Watch its arms outstretch. It leans its head to one side. Cracks its neck. You watch as color begins to come to the skin. The hair grows out a little bit. And he watches like the muscles fill out a little bit. He's not huge, but he's like a normal look pretty average bodied person and standing before you is just this nude man and it's just (sighs) (laughs) oh well this is embarrassing thank you all it worked I think so everything's working correctly I think you're all much wow you are much larger than I anticipated thank you (laughs) oh pardon me um and he goes over and like gets like a scrap of like cloth and kind of wraps it around himself. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I uh, forgot that I would be naked. Clothes haven't been a thing for a long time. Do you feel all right? Oh, I feel terrible. Oh. I mean, did you not just see what I went through? Right. Um, this is a strange. Im- well, that's a bit of an impasse. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Other than that, help yourselves to whatever of this rubbish. And he kind of throws his hand towards like all like the the horde of stuff over on the side. I don't need anything of this. If you would maybe allow me to take like a small meager amount of it to try to restart my life. Otherwise, it's all yours. <laughs> this makes up for the horde we didn't get from the black dragon. The fuck? I've never been a man much of money, but a small amount, a few hundred gold will let me restart, of course. I'm a man of thoughts, not a man of things. Right. I have a question. Sure. What are we going to do about the kobolds? That is a good question. I mean, we got saliva back, so we can just kind of, we can like bounce out of here, right? I mean, we oh, can. Oh, like with magic? Yes. Oh, easy. We can make a swift exit. But first, we fill our bags of holding with gold. Of course. <laughs> yup. Yeah, please. Basically, I just want to get out of here. I haven't seen the sun in hundreds of years. Well, then let's get some gold and leave. All right.
right, so you guys want to look through all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Also, you guys need to find a way to clothe this guy because he's basically naked. Well, um, if you take the time to sift through the money, is anybody want to? Is anybody ready to do this? Oh take in the, the oh, quiche? Yes. I got it. Okay. The quiche. The quiche. All right. So you guys spend a long time. Count a lot. There's a lot of. There's a whole pile here. Ooh. So, you guys find seven thousand one hundred and fifty-four copper pieces. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 2,256 silver pieces. Mm -hmm. 319 platinum pieces. And 6,428 gold. Uh, Wow. Damn. Mama's going to get a new rapier. Wow. (laughs) You also find one pristinely cut diamond. If anybody wants to roll an appraise on that, they can see how much is worth. I will appraise that. I got a 10. Damn. 16. Uh, it's worth more than a thousand gold, but you're not quite sure exactly how much it's worth. You find a platinum holy symbol of Abadar. Wow. You're not quite sure. sure I mean, not? you can probably roll appraise for these. You also find a golden ivory decanter. Oh. And a golden chalice with griffin carvings on it. If anybody wants to roll like an appraise, you can see what those are each worth. If you want to. Rolling like dick. Yeah, do better. 17. 17? Yeah, so the platinum holy symbol of Avatar is worth 500 gold. The golden ivory decanter is worth 400 gold. And the gold chalice with griffin carvings is worth 600 gold. You guys also find a smattering of different potions, different sizes, different vial shapes, different colors, different sheens, every kind of thing. We can identify those in a sec. You also find a smattering of different kinds of scrolls in here, too. You guys want to roll um, a spellcraft to identify the potions and scrolls? Yeah. Know it. I'm going to roll the aid. Aid me. I aid for both of those. Cool. So for spellcraft, it's a 35. Nice. All right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Okay. You find a potion of fox's cunning. Okay. Potion of Levitate. A potion of Cure Light Wounds. A potion of Enlarge Person. A potion of Mage Armor. A potion of Delay Poison. A potion of Bear's Endurance. And a potion of Sanctuary. As for the scrolls, a scroll of Sea Invisibility. A scroll of Cat's Grace. A scroll of Vampiric Touch. And a scroll of Tongues. You guys also find a Wand of protection from evil with 32 charges in it. Damn! Sick That's town. awesome. I love the dragons hoard things. God bless. And as you guys count this up and divide some of it up, you find three especially interesting looking items. <gasps> a plain but interesting looking necklace, a set of black leather boots with reddish horse hair lining the top of them, and a magical rod. <gasps> a rod, yo. Let's have no. uh, let's do separate spellcrafts for each of these. Why don't you guys? Uh, why don't you roll for the necklace? Yo, okay. uh, I'm gonna aid Sly and the do. Oh hell yeah! Okay, twenty nine. Wait, thirty. Okay, the necklace is a periapt of health. This simple periapt usually appears as a blue gemstone fastened to a silver chain designed to be worn around the neck. The wearer is immune to all disease, including supernatural diseases. Whoa! Um, somebody can look what? at it. That's pretty magic. Wow. There you go. 
Why don't you roll for the boots? I will boots. aid. I will aid. also aid. With the fur. Cool. And I do I do aid. You both aid? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in that case, I got a 28. Yeah, these are called nightmare boots. Oh, my sick. favorite. I'm going to read these out. Prized by evil warriors. These boots are made of inky black leather trimmed with a crimson mane of fiendish horsehair. Some bear the hair of actual nightmares along their rims, causing them to occasionally flare and crackle with flames reminiscent of the foul equines. When the wearer runs or charges, smoke issues up from the boots, acting as concealment, 20% mischance, when the wearer provokes attacks of opportunity while making those actions. Secondly, three times per day as a swift action, the wearer can make the boots smoke, which grants her concealment until the end of her turn. Lastly, once per day, when the wearer hits a creature with a melee attack, she can command the boots to ignite. When the boots ignite, all creatures within a five-foot radius take 2d6 points of fire That's damage. Dope. A DC 13 reflex saving throw halves the damage. Orin, so do you cool. have boots? Yeah, he does. What are your boots? Uh, they are boots of striding and sprinting. All right, and uh, go ahead and roll for the rod. Tell once the aid. Say it now. I'm not going to say. I'm just going to oh, roll. I'll roll. Oh, I'll aid then. I will aid. I have a pretty also. decent and I do. spellcraft. I also aid. Mm, it's still not going to be good. 18. Yeah, you're not quite sure what it is. It's a magical rod. Can I? Or yeah, you I can. Ate you ate it. That counts. Yeah. Yeah. We already tried. For today. For today. Damn. Correct. Magical rod. Write down. Magical rod. tomorrow. Damn it. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that is the horde. Um, as you guys go through this, Katara Scalea, formerly King Skalas, is extremely impatient. Uh, are you guys going to teleport out? Um, yeah. So Salai will teleport us all out to back to... Uh, um, you can teleport somewhere you're familiar with, so it'd be pretty unlikely that you would um, go the wrong place. Go ahead and roll a percentile die for me. Okay. Please. For the gods. 63. Nice. You're golden. You guys tell say you teleport to the Salted Sultan. What about Tyros? I, know, I just want to go to Tyros' house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll be a little bit less. From, but either way, the 63 is like good for pretty much anything you're rolling. So, yeah. You guys teleport back into the courtyard of the Telemazar estate. As you guys remove Skelly and Kataro from this bag of holding, I'll say you guys have probably not seen someone so happy to look up at the sun and breathe fresh air. And we'll pick it up there for episode 51. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes! What an episode 50! The Telemastar Estate. <laughs> Stop it, that's not going in.
the Telemazar mistake of the Telemistar. Of the Telemistar. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a hard thing to say. Stop, stop, stop. Sorry, stop, sorry, stop. Sorry. Like, you stop. 